What's up? My name's David Rule, and welcome to Rule the World. It's the podcast where we discuss travel, photography, social media, and anything else a stupid head of mine can come up with. Today, I'm here with published author, travel vlogger, and the most awesome Indonesian I know, Backpacker Tampan. Hey, hey. First of all, I like the podcast name, Rule the World. <laughs> yeah, I made it, like, almost entirely because of my name. Like I, like, I was like, oh, I have this last name, Rule. I gotta make a pun out of it. It's kind of really cool, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. So... Uh, your name is actually Pandu, isn't it? That's right. So Tampan, like my social media names are like Backpacker Tampan on YouTube and other social media like Instagram and TikTok. So Tampan is actually means handsome in my language. <laughs> so that's just a character I made in social media. So Backpacker Tampan is Backpacker Handsome. And my real name is Pandu. <laughs> Ooh, you cheeky little bugger, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, I met Tampi when I was in Bali. So, um, yeah, I was looking for anyone to hang out with in Bali, and I had a friend of mine, uh, Ali Olfat, and uh, I remember he was hanging, he's done a bunch of trips to Bali, and I was like, oh, hey, dude, anyone I should hang out with in Bali? And he was like, oh, I have the perfect dude you should link up with. This little dude, his, name, his name's Backpacker Tampan. And I was like, oh, okay. And then, yeah, I hit you up on Insta and was like, hey, I'm headed to Bali. Want to chill? And you were like, oh, yeah, totally. And so, yeah, we met up at this cool little breakfast bar and had coconuts and stuff and then we went and explored a waterfall and then it started raining and then we sat in a shed and <laughs> ate a bunch of indonesian junk food for the next like three hours it was a really like hectic but like super fun i think one of the most memorable day in my life like honestly like no kidding yeah no dude that was like out of everything I did in Bali, which is a lot, that was one of my favorite days. Like, those are my favorite experiences when, you know, stuff just goes completely wrong and unplanned and not the yeah. most ideal yeah. situation. But at the same time, everyone's like just has a good mood about it and is really stoked to be there. And that was you. Like, you, you weren't like, oh, it's raining. This is the worst day. You were just like, Let's see how much MSG we can eat. So, <laughs> MSG. <laughs> I, I still need to make that YouTube vlog. Yeah, remember when you when we when you tried the the spicy noodles? Oh my gosh, <laughs> guys! Like, all right, if you think like something in America is spicy, you are wrong. Go to Indonesia, have the slightest thing labeled spicy, and you'll like want to rip your tongue out. It's terrible. But, and then I made that like YouTube video where I'm reviewing all the different snacks in there. I still need to make that. I haven't put a whole lot together from that trip, but that's on the to-do list. Yeah, I'm waiting. Yeah, so anyway, the reason I wanted to talk to Tampi, other than the fact that he's just an awesome person in general, is that I feel like he is one of the best storytellers I know. Oh, thank like, you. Like, in terms of... Oh, not you. just production quality, but like, you know, telling an awesome story with your work. This guy is so good at it. Like everything he creates, it just like, you know, has meaning and tells a story and you really like get something from it. It's not just, you know, more shots of wander babes and the dolomites and ripped jeans, people doing backflips, you know, it's like 
quality content. So we're going to talk a little bit today about telling an awesome story with your content, with your life, with your social media, with everything. So yeah, first off, how about you just tell me a little bit about yourself? What's your backstory? I remember hearing it before and it was like really cool. So yeah. Okay. Um, so hi again, guys. My real name is Pandu, but you can call me Tams or Tampan because all of my social media names are like Backpacker Tampan. Um, I am now a full-time travel content creator. So I create photos and videos and films and now producting a lot in preset and stuff like I do a lot of online stuff and selling a lot of like software products. Um, but I've been uh, a full-time travel content creator since January 2019, which is like the past more than a year now. But uh, I've been living in Bali before I living. I'm, I'm, I was living in the capital Jakarta. And then I moved to Bali in 2017 and I work like two years as a full-time video editor. One, the first year I was working as a wedding video editor and the second year I was working actually for Christian LeBlanc, Lost LeBlanc. Maybe a lot of you didn't know about this, but I worked for him for like a year and that's kind of like taught me a lot more about filmmaking, video editing and yeah, stuff like that. And then I decided to quit my job in 2019, January. And yeah, I would just like um, really like to pursue my dream and trying to uh, grow a lot more of my skill outside the job and just being focused on what I'm creating. Yeah, that's so sick. And before, uh, you know, you started just casually editing videos for Lost LeBlanc and all that, weren't you like going to school for software engineering or something like that yeah that's super right like i studied software engineering for like it's supposed to be four years but i got dropped out i decided to quit because i just realized i cannot be in that situation anymore because that's not my passion at all so my parents like my family wanted me to go to software engineering and i was agree on that and on the third year, I was like, okay, that's enough. Like, this is not something I want to do anymore. Like, this is not the future I want to do. Yeah, right on. And honestly, that's like really similar to my story. Just instead of software engineering, I was going to school for um, pre-med. I was going to be a doctor. And I was studying like neuroscience and physiology. And yeah, I just kind of decided that wasn't my passion at all. And I wanted to do something that, you know, I was really stoked about. And yeah, so I started taking pictures and doing video stuff and now I do it full-time too so yeah you're one of the like one of the most inspiring person on the internet you know pursuing passion and dreams well thanks so much you are yeah all right so yeah moving forward with that our whole thing today is we're gonna talk about you know storytelling impactfully and I feel like that kind of starts with telling an awesome story with your life like I feel like you definitely do that and I'm trying to do that is what I try to do when I make life decisions is I think if my life is a book, I want to make it the most interesting book anyone's ever read. I agree. You know, it's yeah. Kind of like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, who would want to read a book about someone who was going to college, finished, got a nine to five job, did that for like 40 years, retired and died. 
you know, that's just not <laughs> that interesting of a story. Like, I mean, if you're into that, that's awesome. But like, if I'm the author of my own life, writing every chapter, I want to, you know, put all kinds of twists and turns and yeah. craziness in there. And, you know, yeah. you like hearing stories about people who, you know, went against societal norms to chase their passions or do something mm-hmm. crazy or who even knows. So it, I finish a chapter of like college and it's like, okay, the next logical chapter would be like going to med school and becoming a doctor and stuff. But it would be so much more interesting of a book if I were to like, you know, just go take off for Europe with absolutely no plan and somehow turn myself into some kind of crazy full-time travel photographer. Yeah, I agree. Like that kind of stuff, like it's inspiring people like, you know, to break the limit to not following what's normal and what seems like, you know, standard and okay, but actually to, you know, go out from your um, limit and just break the rule and just like really following what you really like and not trap in the situation that you don't like and you don't, you're not really passionate about. It's something that can inspire people, especially for people like us who have audience, I think that's kind of a really cool job to also, you know, inspire our audience to do the same. So yeah, that's one of the thing that I mostly really enjoy of being in social media that we can actually make people to move. Yeah, that's so awesome. I get like, you know, so many DMs from people saying that, you know, they started doing travel photography because of, I don't know, something I did or something, or, you know, they started traveling the world or going to a place because of something. And that's so cool to hear. It's like, oh my gosh, yay, I'm having like some impa- positive impact on someone's life. And yeah, that's yeah. so rewarding. But yeah, yeah, that, that's what, what the real influencer means. Yeah, totally. You're not, you're not an influencer because you wear a yellow jacket or you I don't know, can do a backflip. You're a influencer if you have influence on someone's life. And I feel like that can mean yeah. having zero followers. Like the biggest influencers in my life a lot of times aren't even on social media. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, I agree. Where are we even going with this? This is like the most unstructured episode of this pod I've ever done, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about motivation and inspiration. <laughs> This is our motivational podcast. Here, say something motivational. I'll put a bun- <laughs> I'll put a bunch of epic background music and post. Guys, whoever you are, wherever you are, just follow your passion. Don't be someone who is like doing something you don't like. And I think everyone should do something you really like, you really passionate about because if you do something you really like, you will do it with your heart and you will be happy about it. But if you are doing something you don't like, I, I don't think that's gonna be... And maybe just stop right there. <laughs> yeah, don't let your dreams be dreams. Chase it. Just do it. I Yeah, that, that's all the inspiration yeah. I've got. I, I'm a, a very uninspirational talker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's it for the Gary V style inspiration for the podcast. I don't know how we got down that rabbit hole, but I I hope you're feeling inspired right now. All right, so the next thing we're going to go in and talk about is telling a 
impactful story with photos and video because I feel like that's one thing online that a lot of people really struggle with. Like, I feel like, you know, so many people have amazing production quality and, you know, can take amazing photos and, you know, just shoot amazing FPV drone clips and all that. But, you know, I feel like it really just isn't impactful and really has no meaning unless you can tell an effective story with that content you shoot. Yeah, I agree. Like a lot of like a lot of people like us who does photography and videography, mainly photography though. Like a lot of people um, that is doing the same are like I just feel like they just post photos, which is like it's not wrong. Um, their photos are cool, but I think it should be a lot more cooler if you actually are telling something within the photo or like the caption because you have so many audience that you can actually use it to you know inspire a lot of people rather than just post like just a photo you know what i mean yeah totally like honestly i feel like i'm kind of bad at that with my like instagram pics just because you know i feel like where i go i'm always taking pictures of like the spots i'm i'm trying to get more away from that and take more unique stuff but where I really try to tell a story is in my captions like and in my stories because yeah the photo will just be a cool landscape somewhere but then I'll you know tell a story in the caption about how I got there or some crazy leprechaun I met on the way there who tried to sell me crack I don't know you know something like that (laughs) yeah you know what you know what I like about your account is actually your insta story like um you really show your personality and that's kind of inspiring like that inspires me like when i watch your insta story i was like oh you're like he's kind of like a crazy guy who does like you know like he's just done things he like like yeah he never think about like anything else like i mean you know like you just like going around with that how do you call it like that bicycle with just one wheel? I don't know how to call it. Oh, a unicycle. And just like so goofy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to call it. like yeah, you cycling around with that and just being so goofy and you know, um, be with like a lot of strangers and you just be really really bonding with them. And that's what uh that, that that's what I see in your Insta story and that's kind of like inspire people, especially me. Um, because you're being honest. Like you're being yourself in your Insta story. So, uh, I mean, talking about like giving inspiration to people on Instagram, it doesn't always have to be only in the Instagram photos because it's something you make. But like like I said, in Insta story, it's something like honest. It shows your real personality. And yeah, I think you did the the right job. Like you inspired me. Yeah, I feel like stories are definitely the place where I am myself. Like, you know, I've had people just look at my, like, Insta feed and are like, I don't even know what this guy looks like. Like, this is just a bunch of crazy pictures from around the world. But yeah, in my story, I really try to, like, you know, bring out my personality and be doing crazy stuff. And the biggest thing I try to do is, like, you know, have a just chill kind of goofy personality. I feel like everyone tries to be all, like, 
tough guy and big ego and I'm the best photographer in the world. And I don't want it to be like that. I just want to be this big goofball where if you're like having a rough day, just go watch a story of me crash on my unicycle and do a Scooby-Doo voice while getting chased by monkeys in the jungle. Like that's, that's my vibe right there. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that's like, for me, it's like more important to be real and really showing what who you really are. Like it's cool to show like, oh, we're good in photography. This is our talent. You can show that in your photos. But I think something that is showing really like who is yourself is a lot more important. Yeah, totally. And another thing I'm trying to get better at that you are incredible at is in my like regular photos, just becoming more of a character in it you know like anyone can take a picture of the docks at Lago de Braiz but not everyone can have a you know shot of you doing something crazy or being yourself or getting your unique perspective of it so yeah I'm trying to get things a little bit more personable sometimes it's hard if you're traveling alone because you know it's hard to find Mm -hmm. people like take pictures of you and stuff if if you're not like you know a wander babe with an adventure pappy boyfriend but yeah <laughs> and you <laughs> it's like you know you're in like at least 60 percent of your photos everyone like knows who you are from that and you're like really telling the story of your life through that and i think that's really cool it's, like i love how in your insta it says like fictional character as your job and <laughs> Yeah, I, I got that label in a fictional character a few years ago, but now like no one can do that anymore because Facebook deleted that option to choose fictional character. So I was really lucky and it kind of matched my personality because I really like showing who I really am, not only in Insta story, but also in photos. Like if you see my profile page on Instagram, uh, like you say, most of the photos there are like, me have me in it and if you I mean you can tell what's my character I'm like a jungle boy I like being in the nature I like adventure yeah that's kind of like who I really am like I'm kind of like earthy person yeah that's awesome you always got your crazy hat and big old stick just like when you were with me (laughs) yeah (laughs) just me being in the nation Yeah, I love that. But yeah, anyway, and then I feel like if you include yourself as a character more, you're also going to more easily build a community and have higher engagement because of that. Like if you go on Insta and look at, you know, a really good just landscape photographer versus a landscape photographer who includes themselves and their personality and includes, you know, themselves as a character then you always see that they have much higher engagement. They have much more loyal fans. They, you know, they're just, I don't know, more influential in general and feel like that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I agree on that. Like, uh, I, I would also say, like, not all, like not every photographer can, can do that, you know. Like, a lot of them are, like, just really strict of being, of doing what they love, which is landscape photography. Like, like they also don't like showing their self in the camera, which is, like, totally respectable. Um, But I have to also agree if we actually show just a little bit of our personal stuff in our photos, which is maybe one out of 30 photos we show, like, 
our face or you know our appearance on the photo it kind of like bring a lot more interaction and you know keeping the community to be um, really like active to talk to you and get to know you better and that's how you get like loyal audience and that's I think it's it's very very important for any kind of yeah, photographer yeah I feel like my favorite is kind of like a mix of the two you know like having your epic landscape sizzlers of mountains and crazy drone shots and stuff yeah. and then have mixed in there like you know shots of yourself being you or like I don't know little short videos of you exploring a place or that type of stuff and I, yeah I feel like that is kind of the way to go like because then you're showing off how good your work can be but then you're also like you know being a personality and you know using social media to like actually be social so yeah I think that's really good yeah agree totally agree and with that, I feel like, you know, even if you are just a landscape photographer, which, like, I pretty much am, like, I'd say it's really important to, you know, have some kind of style or just personal style that distinguishes it from everything else. That could be shooting style, editing style, the type of stuff you're shooting. It's just like, you know, if you have just the exact same stuff that everyone sees everywhere, then you're not going to stand out. You're not going to grow an audience. You're not going to be unique. Like, nobody wants to see 200 pics of Togedy Road in the Tetons. No one wants to see 5,000 pictures of a, like, girl in a sundress prancing around the rice terraces in a bood. So, yeah, I think I also agree on that point that everyone should be have a unique style of their own, um, especially like for those who wants to be a lot more serious on like photography and this social media world. I think branding is really, really important, especially to get to more into the business orientation, you know, working with brands and this and that. And actually, like, to grow a lot more of your profile. Um, yeah, having a unique style that a lot of people can remember when they see the photos, even without, like, um, seeing your name, they will be like, oh, that's, that's, that's David's photos. Like, it's, it's, it's his branding. And that proof that your branding works, your style works, um, your uniqueness works. Yeah, that's taken so long for me to even start to, you know, create a style that looks distinct to me. Like, it, I don't know, I went through a bunch of phases with my styles. Like, at first, it was just yeah. regular, fairly unedited pics. And then I went through this kind of, like, moody phase where everything was, like, you know, super faded and dark. And, I, and then I was like, wait... I'm just, like, copying stuff I see. Like, I don't even like this style. And then I started getting it a little bit more, like, vibrant and saucy. And, yeah, eventually it kind of grew to become this, like, kind of, I don't know, soft oil painting type thing and really colorful oil painting. That's kind of what I go for now. And, yeah, I try to make it to where, you know, it's kind of unique from the rest. And if someone sees one of my pics, they're like, oh, that's David, before even looking at the name. And you do that, too. I can really see, like, you know, if a shot comes up, even if you're not in it, it's so obvious that it's you. 
It's like you just ha- you just have this feel to your picks. Like first off, it's like almost always Southeast Asia, which is like what you're known for. That's like part of mm-hmm. your yeah. brand too. And then it's I don't know. It's yeah. just this really like nice it has like a nice fade to it the col- greens are always so on point i don't know like you just have a good style <laughs> yeah yeah i feel like we both have a little bit lo- like um similarity especially the smoothness like if i see your photo without um seeing that's your photo i mean b- without seeing your username i would i would say i can i can tell that's your photo like you're kind of like different than other like your smoothness is on a different level um, from another photographer, you know, and yeah, that's gonna uh, that's gonna also me. Like, if you see my photos, I actually play around a lot with the clarity, which can uh, show a lot more smooth picture on my photos. And also, I agree on that green stuff and you know, tropical jungle rainforest stuff. That's kind of like my branding because I'm based here, and that's what I like take that's the picture i take yeah right on well i might honestly be doing an entire other podcast with someone all about like developing a style so let's not go too hard down this route and instead let's turn really quick and talk about telling a story with video because i mean a big part of what you do i know is youtube and travel vlogging and obviously with that storytelling is immensely important so yeah let's talk about that for a minute so like when you're creating a YouTube video, um, what goes through your head? Like, what do you make sure you do to make sure it's a good story and it's not just, you know, another Sam Colder ripoff travel video? <laughs> okay, so what I'm trying to make, if you see my YouTube uh, page, mostly I don't do cinematic only videos. I think I only posted only cinematic, maybe like two videos out of. 90 videos I I posted so um, I'm more into vlog plus cinematic you know so I got that part of really cinematic like really professional professionally shot and edited but most of the like the most important thing for me is like the story which is I can get the story from what what I really experienced on that journey and yeah I put like the vlogs on it like the real what's what's the real story on it like what's the behind the scene like what actually happened on that story that's why i try to put like drama like people of drama right <laughs> so every time i face this um like struggle in the journey or something that i didn't really expect i would actually record that and put that in the vlog and that's what um people really enjoy because they're like oh that that shit really happened like you know something like that and um yeah again for me story is the most important thing and the way uh one of the way to actually really get to tell the story is actually to put uh the raw moment of the experience yeah awesome yeah you know i haven't done too much travel vlogging stuff actually that bali trip that was my first attempt at travel vlogging and i think i got a few videos i'll be able to use out of that so hopefully i'll put that together soon and yeah i totally agree like i've watched a lot of travel vlogs and some of my favorite are not so cinematic ones but rather 
you know, the vlogs that are just shot with a, I don't know, crappy phone or GoPro or something, but it really like highlights yeah. the journey someone went through and I don't know, the more craziness in it, the better. Like, I think ours will be really good because, you know, it starts out with us, you know, just wanting to go to this waterfall and then we end up getting caught in a crazy rainstorm, having to like get all the camera gear dry. You're like walking up the stairs, looking like a hunchback, like dying in the rain. And then we make it to the shack and then we don't have any money on us. So we have to go to an ATM in the rain and go get that soaking wet. And then we like start trying all these, I don't know, snacks in the shack. And you'd like, you'd never have any of that happen if this crazy rainstorm didn't roll in. So yeah, I think that'll be a really good one. Yeah, just 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 um, start to edit because I really can't wait to watch your vlog in your YouTube, especially with me on it. <laughs> oh yeah, I I love your personality in it too. It's like really funny. Like everything I say, you're just like, "Are you kidding me? You don't like that one? Oh, American thinks it's too spicy." Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you you just you're you're such a big mood, Tampy. <laughs> I am. <laughs> And actually, um, wait, I got like I think I'm the same like you. Like I honestly, I don't watch travel cinematic video. Like, if I can be honest, I don't watch Sam Calder. Like I've watched him; it's really cool, it's really inspiring. But that's not my favorite thing to watch. I, like honestly, so most of the time, like well, the the channel I really like is Yes Theory, Yes Theory, because they really can bring up the story really deep and they can really make the audience feel what they experience. They can make you cry, they can make you feel scary, they can make you feel happy and just smiling watching their videos. I think they're like really succeed on like really telling the story and emotion to the audience. And that's what I'm kind of uh, really look up to and kind of try to follow too. Yeah, same here. Like, I love Yes Theory too. And yeah, the thing I like about them also is, you know, they post a lot of travel content, but it's not just like a vlog. It's not just like what I experience. It's like they have an ad- objective behind every single thing they do, every trip. It's like, we're going to try to, you know, throw yeah. a rooftop pool party in Thailand in 24 hours, or we're going to try to, I don't know, get a bunch of people off craigslist to join us for a big party or you know it's stuff like that and it's like you want to watch it because you want to see if they achieve their objective and i think that's one really important thing in good storytelling is you know having an objective or something you're trying to do and not just like documenting your life as cool as your life may be so yeah that's what i want to try to do moving forward like um yeah. For for example, uh, my friend Isaac and I, we have a bunch of uh, vlogs we want to make just here in Wyoming. For one of them, we want to do like this survival challenge on this island at this like remote lake in the mountains where we like try to survive on this island um, for, I don't know, 48 hours or something and with absolutely no supplies, like, you know, that type of stuff. So I think that'd be, that's kind of cool for you know, telling a story about a place. And yeah, that's a cool idea. People a little more interested. So, Because, yeah, right now, yeah. you know, with how far drones and cameras and editing software and resources for learning are, it's like 
I mean, if you can, if you can make a cinematic travel video, you're really nothing special. Like everyone can make a cinematic video these days. Not everyone can like tell a good story with it. And if you learn how to combine the two, like cinematics and storytelling, that's when you've like really nailed it. And that's when you're, you know, going to be effective with what you do. And also like one thing I really uh, pushing to is actually to tell a value or like a message in every of my vlogs. Like if you watch my India series, there's like four episodes. So I did India trip for like 60 days with Ali Ofat. So in each episode, I was trying to really tell different message, like different life lesson you can learn from the from the journey. And yeah, I think that's kind of like the way I'm really enjoying. So I'm not only like showing what I can do and what's the experience about, but I can also it's inspire again inspire people to um to start moving to do things to to change something in their life yeah awesome and it's just like that like man we're, we're just like given yes theory the biggest shout out ever on here but yeah it's like that with yes theory it's like you know after that it makes you want to i don't know be kind or be spontaneous or yeah, yeah it it like yeah. it changes you on an emotional level and i feel like that's really yeah. what you have to do in order to you know be a good storyteller is hit someone emotionally not just in their head but like you know deeper yeah. than that like after someone watches your video you want them to be like a changed person you want them to think wow i need to like do stuff differently or i need I don't know, you know? <laughs> yeah, I agree, I agree. And actually, like, playing around with, like, emotion in your vlog, in my vlog, is actually one of my favorite parts because I'm not, like, my brain is not technical. My brain is, like, I work with feelings, so I'm, like, a really quite sensitive person. So I'm really, I can tell I am quite good in, like, hitting that emotion in, like, a lot of part in the vlogs. So like, um, yeah, I love. I just love seeing comments on my YouTube and DM like, oh, I'm crying watching your video, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, because I edit that with feelings. And whenever I edit, I always, whenever I finish edit, I always watch it again. And if I don't cry, then I got to remake it. Like I got to put something a lot more emotional, either the video or something else. Man, whenever I'm editing videos, I always cry, but for different reasons. What is it? Oh, I was just making a joke. Like, be because, like, Premiere never works, or it crashes, or I can't get colors <laughs> looking good, or, like, a, a transition doesn't work, or it glitches, or it won't, like, transfer over from After Effects, or that that's why I cry during my edits. Meanwhile, we have Tampi over here crying <laughs> because he's truly creating masterpieces. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm trying keep trying to make to play around with your emotion guys you would cry watching my video <laughs> hopefully the other thing i like about your videos is i feel like you connect so well to both like indonesians and english speakers because like you speak in english but you put like indonesian oh, yeah. like like you kind of do a mix of both so that like it reaches yeah. a broader audience so i think that's really cool yeah, yeah. Thank you. Like, yeah, because like I have a lot of friends um, who is like like international. I know that if I only speak Bahasa, then a lot of my friends cannot understand. So that's why I'm trying to balance to be balanced. Yeah, you need to make your 
book in English. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I'm. What I need to work on. Like I will. I promise By I will. Way, if if you guys didn't know, Tampi is like a published author of two books. You you should tell everyone what your books are about. Actually, yeah. So I wrote the first one in two thousand sixteen. That's like four years ago. So the first book was about um, the beginning of my life. Like, when did I have this dream to travel around the world? And then in my college, like I was kind of really. Um, um, feeling stuck of what I'm doing, so I was trying um, a way to really feel happy, and I start traveling, and yeah, that's kind of like the start of everything where the struggle happens because you know being a, being a, like a college student, like I don't have money, like I never ask money to my parents to you know buy me things, buy me phone, or like like um, buy a flight ticket to whatever I want to travel. Like I've never done that. Uh, that's why that's when the struggle happened like I need to make money to pursue my dream to travel the world and that's the first book is about like the really raw backpacking because I didn't have money um, the second one though is about making my hobby into a job so I published that actually um, like two months ago the title is quit so the first book the title is bucket list and the second one the title is quit it's actually about quitting your job, quitting something you don't like, and keep following your passion. And again, that's about me um, quitting my college and pursuing my dream to um, make my hobby, which is traveling, photography, and sharing to people, into a job, which that's what I'm doing now. Like a full-time travel content creator. I make videos, I make photos, I write something, and... I'm like always trying to inspire people by what I'm doing. So yeah, that's a short story about my two books. And sadly, it's only in Bahasa, but I promise one day I will make the English version. Okay, sweet. Well, when you make it in English, I will read it. Either that or I'll, I'll just have to learn Indonesian. Yeah, awesome. awesome. So yeah, you're even like telling stories with your books and writing. So that's a whole new way to reach people and impact people. And, you know, I feel like there's not too many people writing books these days. Or I mean, there are, but, you know, not a, it's not as visible as like stuff on social media and YouTube and whatnot. So big respect out there. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So the next thing I kind of wanted to go over is, uh, you know, we're talking about using good storytelling in your YouTube and your Instagram and all this personal stuff, but also another way to be a good content creator and keep doing what you're doing and keep getting paying jobs is to be a good storyteller mm -hmm. when you're doing brand work. Like, let's say, for example, mm -hmm. you're making a video for LifeStraw. I went on a trip to Kenya with them and I got to make this little video. So if you were to just, you know, make a video where you have a life straw and you put it in water and you show that it can filter this nasty Kenyan water and yum, 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 the water's good. End of video. Like, <laughs> nobody's gonna care about that. That didn't seem very yeah. impactful. Like, sure, people will know, oh, they have a product that filters water, but no one will watch that. It won't be a good ad. It won't matter at all. Whereas my video, I... Uh, made for them and JJ Yosh, the guy I was with. Um, 
the story we told is kind of the story of this kid down by a stream and he's drinking this like dirty water and he just looks like kind of sad and hopeless and then uh i filmed jj like walking through the kenyan jungle uh and then like bringing him a life straw and then he took it and then his water was clean and then he was like smiling and there's like all these kids so happy that they have these life straws then like you know that's more of an impact it tells a story from this kid's perspective of how life straw made his life better and so that's going to be a better ad for the company than just you know something descriptive is so you need to find ways to do that whenever you're shooting for companies and you know you'll get hired for more things and you'll just be a better content creator in general yeah i do i i like 100 percent agree on actually to bring also the value and the story in every of like your paid job especially in making videos like you say like showing just the product like how good it is not enough but actually to make the people really feel and you know example putting like what you did putting a character on it it will make people like feeling to be like the character and really uh you know falling deep into the value you are um offering on that video and I kind of want to talk about that kind of job, but in our more enough our like industry, which is like travel industry. So I made the film uh, in 2019 for the Tourism Board of Indonesia, and that's kind of li- like a little challenging because like I don't want to make something that only like you know if I watch on YouTube, all of the travel. Uh, Indonesian tourism board promotion is all about just this destination like there's no story like it's cool like it's gonna like oh this place is cool but it I don't know it just for me in my opinion it's not engaging it's not making you feel something so yeah in 2019 and actually I made two films for tourism board of Indonesia 2018 and 19 um, I was trying to make it like not only a cinema again not only a cinematic video but I put character like so we were on team okay it's five of us and we all work and discuss together to actually put a story what's the story who is the character um, and what's the the message we are we want to put in that video and that kind of works so we made a video on 2018 about Flores and that video actually been probably showed in International Travel Festival in Australia and the next year 2019 we made a video about I don't know if you remember our journey, my journey and my team uh, in the minivan. It's actually with Ali Olfat. We were making a video telling a story about starting the journey from Jakarta and taking a road trip to Bali. So, you know, the message is like all about instead of flying to Bali and being in a like really basic standard kind of um, holiday, why don't we make something a lot more adventurous and we can make a lot more stories. So, yeah we have that idea to do a road trip and make film out of it from Jakarta to Bali. It takes nine days, no, 10 days to make it to Bali. And we have most multiple stops and all of the stops are like just beautiful stops like Bromo and Banyuwangi and a lot of more, like a lot more stuff. And other things, I actually made another film for the Tourism Board of Jordan that was last year, 2019, and that's only 
a team of two person, me and Ali Alfat. And again, the challenge is actually to make something that is not boring. Like if I watch Jordan's promotion video, which uh, done by some filmmaker, it's kind of really cool, but it's only showing the place and again it's just cinematic so me and Ali was kind of like having this idea to put a little story why don't we make um something like a boy who got lost in planet mars and looking out for um a life in mars life on mars and yeah we did that and the client likes it actually so again um yeah, I think it's a lot more important to, you know, put values, put story. You got to be really creative. So before making film, you got to really like discuss with your team to really tell what's the story and what can make your audience feel the video and really being motivated to do something to go to that destination you are promoting or to buy the product you are promoting like you did. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I saw that um, Jordan one, and that's so sick. Like, that's the absolute perfect theme for that, because it does feel like Mars. And yeah, I don't know, it just adds a whole new layer if you're acting like one place is a different planet. So that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. In, in, thank you. in Bali, man, if I, I mean, in Indonesia, I need to go back and explore some more. Like, man, there's like so much more to it than Bali. I want to go explore East Java and go to Flores and like, there, there's like 17,000 islands. Like, ah, there's so much and so little time. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much here. Yeah, I agree. We'll take the first flight after the border is opening again. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to do that. <laughs> I love Indonesia. So sweet, right on. All right. So thank you for potting with me today. Be sure to go check out Tampi on Instagram at Backpacker Tampan. And be sure to check out his YouTube. What's your YouTube? It's also Backpacker Tampan. And my TikTok is also Backpacker Tampan. Oh, and gosh, I hate TikTok. But yeah, his TikTok is Backpacker. <laughs> Actually, I've seen a few of your TikToks. You are one of the few TikToks that aren't completely cringe. Like 80% of, more than that, 98% of TikTok is absolutely horrible. Yours is actually pretty good. Thank I, you. I like your TikTok. So yeah, you, you, Thank you. you, you get a pass from my regular TikTok <laughs> rant. So yeah. <laughs> but yeah, go check out his stuff. You you can also if if you can speak uh Indonesian, you can check out his books. Um those are pretty sick. Actually, I I I don't know because I haven't read them because I'm a dumb American who only speaks English, but I I assume they're pretty awesome because everything he does is really awesome in general. So go read his books and he has like Lutz at, it's like yeah, look up Tampan Films on Insta. Um, yeah, so he's all over the place. Oh, but you. just like every podcast, just like on every podcast, we need to end it with your best dad joke. So what? what's your best dad joke you got? <laughs> dad jokes. Uh, um, for now, I, I, don't know, I don't know something in English, but I could tell some jokes in Bahasa. Is that cool? T- tell it in Bahasa. Okay, uh, I know that some of you are Indonesian speakers, so this is for you. Uh, jadi gue ada tebak-tebakan nih, tebak-tebakan klasik. Sapi apa yang nempel di tembok? Pasti banget kalian mau jawab sapi derman kan, tapi salah banget. Yang benar adalah stiker sapi.
Nope, garing. Okay, that's all. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure that was absolutely hilarious. Honestly, I love the way like Bahasa sounds. That that is so sick. It honestly, okay, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like English in reverse. Like if you have English and you really? play reverse, that kind of sounds like Bahasa. Yeah, maybe might be. Yeah. So that means you got to learn Bahasa before you come back. Okay, my two yeah. favorite languages now are Swahili and Bahasa. Have you ever heard Swahili? Swahili? No. It's no. in it's in uh, Kenya in Africa. It's it's just like a really oh. happy language. No, they, I didn't know that. They like have a bunch of like it's like jumbo jumbo asante sana, and then they have like some clicky noises. Like it it's really cool uh, language, but yeah. yeah, but Bahasa is up there too. But anyway, thank you for potting with me. Um, I'll hopefully make it back out to Bali sometime, and we can go on some more Indonesian adventures. And also, hopefully, you can get to America sometime. Oh my God! So yeah, yeah he's been trying to get oh to. Yeah. He, he's been trying to get out here to the U.S. for like years now, and they keep denying him a visa. So if you are someone in the U.S. government who decides who gets visas. Like, give this guy a visa, okay? He's amazing. Oh my god, that would be really helpful. He, yeah. he needs to get really helpful. Thank to you. America. And when you are in America, we're gonna go on the most awesome road trip you've ever seen. So, yeah. Alrighty. Well, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Like, it's been really, really cool talking to you again and talking to you guys out there. And, yeah, thank you David M. Rule for inspiring a lot of people in the world. Yeah, well, alrighty, we'll make that a wrap. I, I don't, I need like some kind of catchphrase or something to like end the podcast. Do you have any ideas? A catchphrase? Um, follow your passion, quit your job, quit 9 to 5. Uh, okay, that, that'll be our send off today. Uh, follow your passion. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.